Due to not being caught for the second time, he left in power like he could get away with anything and no one would realize who it was. So feeling confident, he went back out and sadly found the girl who would be this third victim. She was discovered on November, 9th, uh, November 10th, 1977. 18-year-old Jill Barcombe's body was found along a dirt path near Mahaloland Drive in Los Angeles. Unlike the second victim, who was fully nude, she was naked from the waist down, positioned with her knees towards her chest. She had been sexually assaulted and beaten before being strangled. Uh, being strangled was evident with a pair of blue slacks. She, too, had three bites on her right breast. Over a month later, the body of his fourth victim, 27-year-old Georgia Wittigs, was discovered on December 16, 1977, lying on the floor near her brass bed in her Malibu studio apartment. She was naked and her body was bruised and battered in such a manner that it looked like she had been tortured more than a suggested a, a severe beat more than suggested severe beating investigators found a hammer next to her body she had been sexually assaulted before being bludgeoned and strangled However, it wouldn't be until 1978 when Rodney appeared on an episode of The Dating Game that many would come to know his face and name, associating him as the Dating Game Killer. When he was introduced as Bachelor Number One, he was described as a successful photographer. Many were on the show, including The Bachelorette, said he was creepy and strange. During a question asked on the show, he referenced to himself if he was a banana and said, peel me. Although he won, the show he was rejected on the offer of a date afterwards. The episode can still be viewed online for those curious. After the show, feeling rejected and angry, he claimed the life of his fifth victim, 23-year-old Charlotte Lamb, who was murdered on June 24, 1978 in the laundry room of an apartment complex. Other residents of the apartment complex noted that they had never seen her before. She was naked with her body lying face up and her hands behind her back. She, like all other victims, had been sexually assaulted and strangled with a shoelace. Less than a month later, the body of 21-year-old Jill Perto 
was found. Rodney had broken into her apartment. He beat her and strangled her to death before he posed her body in her bedroom, propping it up with pillows. His seventh and final victim was 10-year-old Robin Simoes, who was murdered on June 20, 1979. She had been abducted by him as she rode her bicycle to ballet. Her body was finally was found decomposing and dumped off of Santa Ana Canyon Road 12 days later. On June, tw July 24, 1979, Rodney Alcala was arrested for the murder of his final victim. He had been reported to authorities after his own parole officer noticed that a police sketch of the suspect looked similar to him. He was later convicted of his murder of the murder and then linked to the others thanks to DNA evidence. Now, while it seemed as though the story ended here, it didn't. Although he had been convicted for the five murders in California and two in New York, trails re and re re trails appeared all pushed his sentence of death back until March 2010 when he was sentenced to death for the third time. He had compiled a collection of more than 1,000 photographs of women and teenage girls and boys. Many were sexually explicit poses. In 2016, he was charged with the 1977 murder of a woman identified in one of his photos. Police have released 120 photos to the public, hoping families would know the women. While six women came forward and were alive, he had photographed some of the other photos shown to similar were of many women that hadn't been heard from in years. While some have compared him to Richard Ramirez and Ted Bundy, Rodney had been described as emotionally an emotional killer who toyed with his victims before finally ending their suffering. Although he had been sentenced to death, he is still alive currently as of this episode. Before I go, I want to make two special announcements. Inner Darkness Podcast has a new true crime book which I'll be sharing on my social media. If you would like to support the show, I will also be releasing my first episode in Patreon soon and will announce it when, when it can be heard. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have any recommendations, please feel free to comment or contact me. I'm on all social media and they are all linked on the page. 
If you would like to support the show, you can find me on Patreon, which is linked as well. Please feel free to leave a like and rate and a review if you enjoy the show. I'd love to hear from you and your opinions as well. Until next time, thank you all and take care.